knuckleheads and as always sitting right over there is my main man reggie <laughs> what's going on kenny j oh man just uh just trying to get through the game i i, I as you can tell by my voice i came in uh you know the the, the the staff was thinking about putting me on uh ir for the game but uh <laughs> I, I i survived and and made it to the sports bar to to catch the game today well, well, I think this is pretty pretty obvious that uh, the way you sound right now has nothing to do with screaming um, like we had last week. This is nothing yeah. to do with the game. This is, uh, 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 I guess, nature. Nature's got you kind of down, down. But yeah. man, man, pull through. You know, pull yeah, through. Yeah, so yeah. we appreciate you showing up, man. I, you know, I in, unless I'm something's really really bad or i'm not in town you know you know i'm there man snow rain <laughs> night games day games you know if we're over in uh if we end up going over to england and it's a a uh you know 5 30 in the morning game or whatever it is i'm there man you're there all right man well, hey, we appreciate you showing up man uh, unlike <laughs> our our team um in the first half today you know so so i think that's going to be the hot topic of uh of our podcast today yeah, without a doubt. I think, you know, I, I know this is going to sound overly uh, simplified here, but Reggie, I think you can uh, agree with me here. You can't spot a team 22 points and expect a win, right? No, 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 <laughs> not, 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 not. I was going to say not in the NFL, but probably not in, in almost any sport. You, you can't spot someone 22 points, man, and then think like, okay, we'll, we'll come back and get you in the second half. That's that's yeah. not how that works. We almost did. We tried. We made it a game. We did make it a game. We, we, you kept people at the at the bar a lot longer than some people were probably going to stay. Yeah. But, yeah. but in the in the end, um, it just it just turns out that it was just a, a lead that was too unsurmountable, just, just impossible to do. Yeah, and – I mean, we talk about spotting 22 points. It wasn't just 22 points. It was kind of offensively, defensively, schemes of offense, the schemes of defense. Man, you know, it, especially the first half. I mean, I guess it always goes for the entire game when you lose. But the first half was a team loss. I don't know what that was, Ken. I, yeah. I, Ron Rivera said that the, that they were – defeated in every aspect um of that game so yeah. that's got to be offense defense special teams coaching play energy because to me it's like they got off the plane and left all of the energy back in dc i yeah. mean yeah. i mean detroit and, and i said it on the on the on the uh on the, the pre uh lead up to this game when we talked right. about the detroit game i said it was their home opener i said the energy in the stadium was going to be there. The players, they play hard for uh, Dan Campbell. And all of that was on display. And we, despite what we were doing, we didn't match any of that. We didn't match any of their energy. And they came out, man, you could see they was flying around. And the more that thing started going, the energy was there. They were a little extra kicking the step, man. They were fighting harder, breaking through tackles. And it seems like we were just going through the motions. As if this was the old Detroit Lions. Right, right. And I, th I think, you know, the first couple series, um, you know, they had a big play. Defense locked them down. And I say locked them down. They, they stopped them and held them to three points, you know. Then there was the safety. Then there was another um, 
was it another field goal immediately after that? Uh, I forget the scoring sequence, but still you were down eight to nothing. I think it was. And I was, you know, we were like, this can be cleaned up, right? Don't make mistakes. Don't give up the big plays and we can easily come back. You just got to get into, into a rhythm on the offense. And right. one thing Detroit did, you know, to give them credit in the first half is they did not allow Washington to get in a rhythm. Uh, it was three and out, three and out, three and out. Um, <laughs> it, you know. was, it, it wasn't pretty, man. It, it, based on the fact was, you know, when we went to halftime and they put up the step, that uh, total yardage in the first half, we had 56, and I think Detroit had like 260 or something. I don't know what the exact number was, but it was like two. 250 i mean 56 to 260 or something they right I mean, we had nothing um nothing to show for any production in the first we're talking a, a half of football right Th- these are pros man yeah and I, we it managed- was like mid mid second quarter when we got our first first down exactly right? exactly and so for us to go into the half with less than 60 yards of total offense um I, I knew we were in trouble. And I think I said it to you. I said at the halftime, I said, I'm officially concerned about this. I'm officially concerned. In the first half, yeah. I thought maybe something could happen. And, you know, a, a couple plays can go our way and we can get ourselves back into the game. But by halftime, I said, man, this is this is not good. This is not good. Because they, they had shown anything up to that point to make right. me think that they could turn this around the second half. Well, and then you go to the third quarter. Um, and Washington comes out and it's like a different team all of a sudden, right? You know, they score a touchdown right off the bat. They hold, I don't know if it was three and out, but it was close to a three and out. They might've had five or six plays and then Washington comes back, scores, gets the two point conversion and it's 15 to 22 with more than a quarter to go and you're like man this is a game Mm -hmm. right uh you know and i don't know i understand it's easier to make some adjustments at halftime but offensively you were three and out three and out three and out while in the first half while detroit was moving the ball you know figure it out you had time you know you had time while you were sitting there watching the deep Washington right. defense on the field make the adjustments. Uh, there's a few things that you know Coach Ken would have done differently. And I understand the first couple series, I kind of throw that out the window. But Detroit was bringing the heat, and they weren't just bringing it with four people, right? They were bringing five, six, sometimes seven uh, people, and making Carson Wentz make the throw, make the read, make the adjustment, and and he. It just wasn't there. It was like everybody was going long, and he didn't have time. There wasn't a hot read in the first half, or he was missing the hot read in the first half. And well, well they weren't allowing to get into the deep to, in, into the rhythm of the offense, right? Absolutely, they, they were disrupting that. And 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 if you've been following um, the Detroit Lions, you know that Aaron Glenn, former NFL player, calls a progressive uh, an aggressive style of defense. And you have to ask yourself, what did Washington coaches see on film against the Eagles 
that would make us think that they do something different? Did we overthink it and go, well, they did the aggressive calling against Philly, but they're going to do something different against us? No, right. they showed the exact same thing. And so we should have had a game plan for that type. And so we talked about is where um, today watching the game is that we should have went up tempo. We, we should have changed something to go to a quicker offense to where instead of trying to do a five, seven step drop by Carson, you get some short passes, some screen passes, right. you know, some slants so something to just three step boom, the ball right. is out quick yeah. slant. You get it in, in your, to your playmaker hands and let them make the play because they had started to just pin it back. And we're still trying to do deep, drops by the quarterback and allowing plays to develop down the field and there was no time to do it i, I don't know what happened with the offensive line um we have a, a veteran offensive line and for some reason man those guys are just getting manhandled to the point that they didn't know what was coming from, from one play to the next to the point that they were just in Carson's face all all day long in the first half well, of that game well in the, in the second half they, they were still putting pressure on Wentz, but it was significantly better. And I don't know, we I, from what I saw, I was trying to pay attention um, without look, being able to look at game film. We weren't keeping a tight end in necessarily to help block. Um, the running backs sometimes picked up a block, but sometimes they went out. You know, McKissick, I think, had seven catches. Uh, and Gibson had had several catches. So it wasn't just keeping somebody in whatever the scheme or quick plays or timing or spreading them out. They were able to make that adjustment and Washington started moving the ball more. Uh, I said, we got within a touchdown a couple times, but you know, well, you, get, at, well, you, at, you give the guy a chance and some time to, to throw the ball and you know, he can do it. And that's the yeah. problem. I mean, that's always the game plan. I don't care who it's, who it is from Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers to, to Patrick Mahomes. You don't want to give them time to pass the ball, right? That's the name right. of the game. Uh, but once our offensive line was allowing Carson a little bit more time to go through his progressions and reads, we had guys open. And I have no doubt we had guys open um, down the field in the first half. But for whatever reason, right. he never had any time to throw the ball. It was uh, it was ugly. It was an ugly, ugly first yeah, half. Yeah, and, and I don't think uh, it was Carson's best game. I think, if, again, if you go back and look at the film, he had some receivers open that – he missed uh, even even close. I pointed a couple out during right. the game that were, um, you know, I've said forever throws that are within seven yards in no more you know, from from the line of scrimmage to seven yards. Those passes need to be about 85 percent accuracy. Those are the easy throws. Those are, you know, you've been making those easy throws since, you know, Pop Warner High School. Um those should just be on the money. Your your challenging is going downfield or you know across at at ten fifteen degrees where the I'm sorry the defenders have time to break on the ball and, and challenge the play. Normally at a five yard slant in or out or a running back swinging out, the defenders don't have time to stop the play. They have time to make a play as soon as you catch it, but they normally have trouble keeping you from catching it. And Wentz just missed on those. Um, even the the long ball to um, Sims, uh, mm -hmm. they they were off base, you know, inside versus outside on that on that throw. He had him one on one to the outside, but he threw it inside and and almost probably should have been picked off. And Cam Sims had no idea where the ball was at the time. Right. So so who was that on? Is that just timing? Pardon me. Is that just timing? 
with with the I, uh, I don't know the I don't receiver know what, and the yeah I don't I, this would be a Ron Rivera or a Turner question because I don't know what the route was right. right was a route to break in or was it to break out or was it just reading the receiver or reading the um uh you know reading the safeties um if he throws it inside the safety that came over there and almost caught it wouldn't have had wouldn't have even been in the play he'd have been five five seven yards off um so i kind of put that on on wentz but again i don't know the play on that um we talked actually you brought it up as one of your points is our our defensive line controlling the running game so we could put it in in uh golf's Jared Goff. hands Jared Goff, yeah. if you look at if you go back and you look at golf's numbers they were very pedestrian i think he his accuracy was under 60 percent he threw for again i don't have the number in front of me but i reviewed it it was like 240 yards right somehow he still threw i think four and four touchdowns uh but they ran for they ran for 191 yards 191 well, right and so if you got a balanced attack like that you don't need your quarterback to throw for 400 yards yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he put the ball in the end zone which is the name of the game right um but but to your point jared goff didn't while wow you in his performance watching the game but we talked about it during the game is right. that the game was about chunk plays right they, they even right. showed the stat during the game the, the wide receiver had like a 49 yard um catch swift broke off like a 50 yard run right right after we scored i know uh saint brown comes out with an 80 year i mean it was just a game of chunk plays and that was a huge difference in the game for them because these chunk plays yeah. put them in position. And now uh, Jared Goff, all he needed was to throw a 15-yard touchdown pass. And kudos right, to him. Right. We, we, let, we let the bus driver drive the bus. That's right. And and yeah. kudos to him for doing what he was supposed to do. We got into the red zone and we got close uh, on, on – they got close on Washington's side of the field and they put the ball in the end zone. That's, that's the name of the game. Right. Yeah. And and we um, and they took us out of our running game. Uh sub subtract the yards that Wentz had on a couple scrambles, and we only had sixty-five yards on the day ourselves. So that's while we did still put up twenty-seven points, that's not a, a balance attack that Washington wants to run. No, but I, I guess that's a positive, right? I mean, for two second weeks in a row, we've we've put up near thirty points, right? So are we get are we gone beyond the days of trying to win with a score nineteen to seventeen? Um, we, we've proven that we have an offense that we can score. I don't know what it is at this point that um, why it's not all coming together. Right? Uh, right, we look like a totally different team out there. At least in the first half, the second half gives you some hope. But this is shades of of last couple of years where we notoriously get off to a slow start. You get off to a right. slow start, you get behind the eight ball, you get behind the eight ball, and now you're playing uphill the entire game, all right? And then yeah, you start, if, then you start making you, uncharacteristic yeah. coaches' decisions. You start making, you know, now the players are trying extra hard, so now you turn the ball over, you get strip fumbled, or, you know, wide receivers trying to get extra plays, quarterback holds on the ball a little bit longer because we need this play. He gets sacked, fumble. I mean, so when you start playing behind, all of these things – think people get out of their normal characteristic and start doing things trying to go above and beyond and sometimes it can be it can be costly right 
Yeah, absolutely. And just and like, hang, point, on, hang on, let me say one more point. Just like Ron Rivera going for a two point conversion. That's what I was going to say. It's exactly right? like, what I was going to piggyback on. Like, I was like, going to say, like, what was he doing? The coaches start making decisions that they normally wouldn't make. Um, like I said, I was just about to piggyback on that. Yeah. Yeah. We're all looking around like, if you make the extra point, it's a seven point game. Right. You miss the extra point. Now it's an eight point game, right? Right. And so here we are, and it was like, I, I don't think anyone understood the decision. And, of course, at the time of us doing this podcast here, um, we've not heard. I have no doubt that the uh, local beat writers and some of those folks uh, will be asking Ron about that because it was just a very odd timing uh, for him to make the call to go over a two-point conversion when it would have made it a seven-point game. And, and it's deflating also. You know, very much so. Um, if you hit it, yeah, it helps you, hypes yeah. everybody up. Yeah, but, we're down but, to seven points now, right? But, but you're right. But the, but the down, I mean, if you would kick the extra point, you're within a touchdown, you're high either way, right? But if you miss the two point conversion, it was definitely deflating. And if you, I mean, if you hit the two point conversion, yeah, it just takes it up another level. But I, I just didn't think it was. Uh, needed. I, I didn't. It, think it, it, it was. A, it was a. It was not a call. And I'd love to hear what Ron's decision is for it. And maybe he'll tell us something that maybe make us go, "Okay, I get it." But as of now, the decision makes no sense to me. Um, someone yeah. said. Someone said maybe Sly was injured. Yeah, I, I, and, I don't and, see it. And then at the end, uh, Sly misses the extra point. Right. Yeah. So it was like. I know we didn't get blown out, but in a lot of ways, it felt like we got blown out. It, it right? was except, except, except for a small window, it was like we were getting blown out. Um, so. I'll, I'll say this. If we're going to be the team that many of us hope us to be, this guy included, um, you can't have games like you had today. You're going to have no. games that are ugly, you're going to have games that uh, that are hard fault. They may even be low scoring, but that needs to be happening on both sides. Right. You can't have – we can't come get to the stadium and spot a team 20 points and think that we have the offense and the ability to come back. We do, but we've never – we've not shown that we can do that. Right. And, I mean, you got to remember, we, we played the Jaguars and the Lions – the teams that were the worst two teams last year, both of them were at the bottom as far as offense was concerned. Not The, uh, the Lions weren't as bad as the Jaguars. And, and both of them moved the ball on us and scored some points on us. Obviously, the Lions did, did more today. But, you know, Jack better figure this out. I don't want to wait until week eight or nine like season. he did last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. You know, we, we talked about it, and I told you this game concerned me. Even in my wildest dream, I didn't think that the first half would go the way it did. Yeah. But I, I have to say, man, the what I've seen on defense the first two weeks, very concerning. Very, yeah. very concerning, man. I, I don't know what what the deal is, I don't know what their plan is. I don't know what they're trying to do. But 
the defense is very concerning, um, to, to say the least. I, I don't know what Ron's going to do, what Jack Del Rio's going to do. You can't tell me this is just Cam Curl. I, I I don't know that it's it, it's we're we're a linebacker away. I, th- th- something is not gelling with that defense, and, right. and I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, you saw the first half. I mean, there was holes up the middle. Um, Detroit was missing the two of their starting interior offensive line, right? Interior, which oh by the way, the interior is supposed to be one of our strengths, right? And, and, it's and, and one it of our strengths. Like- yeah, it seemed like the first uh, series looked like we were taking advantage of it. We were putting pressure on golf up the middle. I know uh, Jamin Davis had the sack uh, on the uh, on the first drive, and you think, Psh, you know, we're we're going to give them trouble it's gonna all day. It's going to be a long day. day. Oh, like, it's going to be a long day for those guys. No, nah, that was a flash in the pan, man. <laughs> I thought, man, Jack Real chastising Jamin Davis publicly. We come out the gate, their interior line. Got the backup seeing perfect combination. And I just like, man, it's gonna be a long day for Detroit. Yeah. No, sir. Didn't quite go down that way. No, um, no. but I will say this. I will say this. I'm keeping my emotions in check. Right? As we sit here now, I'm keeping my emotions in check because it's uh it's like what I said. I said four games. Yeah. Yeah. Get four games before I overreact because I don't think we're as bad as what we saw in the first half. Agreed. We may not be as good as we think we are because we everybody was riding high after week one. So I said after four games, we'll, we'll, we'll know. And um, I think at that point, I'll be able to make a good assessment of this team to know where we are, man. Um, but was I happy with what I saw today? No, not at all. I was a little concerned, but but I'm on, I want to wait. I well, if wanna I, wait if, because I, yeah, if if I, if I want to kind of be I don't know about level headed, but kind of step back for a second, we expected our offense to be better this year, and it was, and so far I believe it's going to be right. Uh, again, first half excluded, uh, just couldn't get in a rhythm. Give Detroit some credit, right? They they had a game plan in the first half, and it worked. Um, we scored 27 points in a half in the second half, right? Right, but, but I'm but, saying but, but the game plan that they half. put in the first half, the game plan that they put in the first half, though. Uh, and we couldn't get into rhythm, whether that was I'll give them credit and I'll give us some blame both. You know, when you go an entire half with not moving the ball at all, basically, that, that's right. normally two sides, right? Okay. Um, but if you take the first game as well as what we saw in the second half. I have less concerns overall about our offense. And we talked about this before also. Rivera and team decided from a defensive perspective to basically run it back. Right? Linebackers, uh, besides through the draft, besides through the draft, we ran it back. Um, Correct. Correct. And we didn't like what we saw last year overall on from the defense. So I, I I don't understand if this is what we're going to get all year. Rivera, I I know Del Rio is going to catch the blame for it, but Rivera and GMs, along with along with uh, Del Rio, 
they all need to take some heat on it because they did nothing from a personnel perspective. They didn't, and the the only pass, and I want to make an excuse for for them because they're the high high paid coaches and decision makers when it comes to this type of stuff. But as Reggie Defan, it's it's the same thing I said with our team. I'm going to use the defense. The defense that we saw two years ago compared to the defense we saw last year, which defense are we going into this season? So I was thinking, well, maybe they felt like the defense just needed to do some work and they would return back to the form two years ago. So therefore, there was no need for this massive overhaul on our defense. But if that's the decision you're going to make, then it better be the right decision. Because clearly, up to this point, you have everyone thinking we're more like the defense from last year than we are the defense from two years ago. Right, right. Because if we're the defense we are from two years ago, no one's caring about the depth at linebacker or who's the starting linebacker, what Jamie Davis is or is not doing, how well you receive, you believe uh, Cole Holcomb is at the Mike linebacker. If we're playing like we played two years ago, none of that matters. Right. But when it's not coming together, like we're seeing in the first two games, people are now going to look back and go, you sat and you did nothing. You didn't make any major changes. So now that's going to fall on you. And, and at that point, it does fall on Ron and Jack Del Rio. Um, well, an- another thing uh, real quick. I know I don't want to keep stretching, the, stretching this uh, podcast out, but we're two games in. How many times have you heard Montez Sweat's name at all? Right. Everybody's talking about Jamin Davis, and I'm not saying they shouldn't. Where's Montez Sweat? He's he's one of the the you know the front four that everybody touts as being this you know all front four first round picks. Right. I he he's gone as much or more than Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis has a sack. You know, Jamin Davis, was. I've seen him this game. I don't know how the coaching staff will evaluate him, but I saw him covering Swift on this this play and and making some other plays outside. I'm not saying he didn't miss any because the whole defense didn't play well. But, man, Montez is – he's MIA. Right. I mean, Montez wants the big contract, right? He wants the money. You want to be paid as one of the top guys. You got to make some plays, right? You should be stepping up in, in um, Chase's absence. Um, right, right. You, you, I mean, it's a valid point, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know, but I think, as a whole, uh, the defense is looking suspect, and uh, this could plague us all year, man, if they don't get this turned around. But, but I want to wait though before I make my final right um, judgment on it. I want to wait and see because again, we're we're only two games in. And yeah, um, well, ho- hopefully another uh, last point real quick is I, I haven't heard anything, but hopefully uh, our center, like second to last play, uh, he, he was walking off the field, but he was injured. Hopefully he'll be good next week. And the last, we, the last update that I saw before we came live here um, is that he was walking with crutches. Okay. Now what I don't know is, is uh, if you know, as we know, he missed 
most of last season with a major leg injury. Yep. I don't know if this is the same leg. I don't know if it's the other leg, but he was he left the locker room on crutches. Okay. So and, and, and I'd hate to lose a game like this, which was miserable, basically from the kickoff to the end. You know, like I said, except for a little, there was a little gap in there where we had a little bit of hope. Um, but to also lose a our Key center moment. for the rest of the season potentially uh, again, that's kind of the extreme. Uh, I, I certainly hope on the second, the last play of a hopeless game at that point, yeah, that that's not the case. You know, it, it could be a situation he missed miss a few games, yeah, um, but yeah. but again, I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the same leg, the other leg or even to what extent the injury is. But if the guys, he walked off the field, but by the time the adrenaline um, wore off, got right. showered, got changed up, and now all of a sudden maybe some swelling kicked in, and now the guy, sure. had, to leave, guy had to leave on crutches, um, that's, that's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll be looking at him and doing the MRI and everything uh, tomorrow morning back in, back in D.C. So... so. Uh, but quick thing, quick point here, man. Uh, just got some breaking news. Um, okay. Not on, not on our team, but it's football related. So okay. everybody is un, un, under um, aware of the circumstances surrounding the 49ers um, and their desire to trade Garoppolo. That didn't happen. So therefore, right. they pretty much restructured his contract and made him an expensive backup. Right. Well, Trey Young went down with an injury during the game and breaking news from Adam Schefter, Trey Lance requires suffered a significant ankle injury that is expected to require season ending surgery. Wow. So here they wanted to move on from Garoppolo, but circumstances, they couldn't move him because they didn't want to give him away for free, made him a backup. And now here he is going to probably have to start the rest of the season. Wow. And, and, and I think one of the reasons why they had trouble Moving him is because he was coming off the injury. His right? shoulder. Right, right. The injury at the, at the end of the season. So here he has a chance at redemption, and this may end up being a, a big payday for him if he can. Yeah. If, if he, he all of a sudden 49ers. takes this team and, and, to your point, move them and, and get some success out of them, um, then, yeah, he'll he'll teams will be calling for him to realize, oh, man, he, I guess the shoulder is healed. Right. And now right. he'll get that money that he was looking for um, in this offseason where I think teams were reluctant to give him the money. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, according to Adam Schefter, man, breaking news, um, Trey Lance will probably have season-ending surgery on his ankle. Wow. Wow. And and this is this is, this is is shades of um, RG3, right? A guy that came into the league with very limited experience. And because I think Trey had played maybe one year. Um, but very limited experience, finally get in, get some NFL experience. Now he's going to – he sat last year. Second year, he's going to have a career – not career, um, a season-ending injury. So you're going to approach year three with a guy that is essentially still a rookie. Yeah. and Even though he's, even though he's in the league for his, right. going on his third year. Right. And and then at that point, you'll, you'll essentially have a couple more years before you got to make the decision on him as a big-time quarterback. Well, I mean, if, if you're a 49ers fan – you don't wish anybody to get hurt, but do you feel like you're in a better position uh, next week, you know, week three through 17, uh, than you Man, were with Trey Young? I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that think they're in a better spot. I can say it depends on your view, yeah. your view of Trey Lance. Right. right. If you thought Trey was going to be the real deal, then you're probably not. But if you was concerned about Trey Lance, 
um, then you're probably like, man, I know what we get out of Jimmy G, yep. and he's going to make this team um, go. But I can tell you as a fantasy owner, I feel good for Debo. Debo's going to get some balls now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because Trey, they, they, I don't they know what Trey was doing. They definitely had a link last year, right? They did. So, so I'm happy I'm happy as team owner for, for my man Debo Samuel. So but anyway. Very good. But that's what we got, man. I just wanted to yep. drop that as that came across the uh uh my phone there a second ago. Uh very, very interesting situation. It just goes to prove that you need a quality backup, man. And uh Absolutely. I think the 49ers got lucky that the uh yeah. Jimmy G situation fell through for them this season and and here they got this guy as their backup, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they say a lot of times, you know, the the, the deals that work out best are the ones you don't you're not able to make, and yep. that might be the, end up being the case for Jimmy yep. G. Yep. So, so well, there we go, man. That's all we got. Uh, uh, I know it wasn't a good day for uh, Commander Nation. No, it was a hard um, one. It was it was an ugly, you know, riding the high, coming off of uh, the week one, and uh, you know, but we got a big game next week against uh, Philly. Uh, that's right. a home game for us. Um, Carson said today that's just another game. I'm not sure I buy that, Carson. No. But we'll go with that. I mean, he's got to um, he's got to approach it that way. But it'll it, it'll taste a little sweeter if he's able to get that victory. If uh, oh, uh, I mean, yeah. I get it, I get it. But you know, you you're trying to sell ice, brother. But nobody's buying this. Oh, I understand. <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't just while, a regular game to the fans. Yeah, while we're talking about other teams, real quick, uh, you see, and I guess probably people will have seen the the news on this by the time the they see the podcast, or listen to the podcast. But uh, Jacksonville beat the once Colts, you know, that had Wentz last year, twenty four to nothing. So, uh, yeah. you know, they, they they may be questioning Matt Ryan. Uh, three three interceptions by. Three interceptions by Matt Ryan. I think he threw yeah. for less than 200 yards, three interceptions, and they got shut out by Jacksonville. Yep, yep. So, so could so be yeah, worse. So, could be worse, could, uh, knuckleheads. It could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> so, but that's all we got. That's kind of a recap for um, uh, week two against uh, Detroit, um, yep. a game I was certainly concerned about, and uh, my gut ended up being true, man. But um, on on the Philadelphia – and uh, so stay tuned and be on the lookout for um, that episode for week three as we preview the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and give you our confidence number and our predictions and who we think will win that game. Yeah, yeah, definitely so, have a so, preview out in a few days and uh, interact with us. Th- catch us on Twitter and you know let, let us know your thoughts on this game as well as the upcoming Philly game. Yep. So, so until next time, peace out. Peace out, knuckleheads. <laughs>